from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. A packed, packed show today. We're recapping Patch Tuesday. To, oh, we're recapping Patch Tuesday. I'm trying to walk, talk and walk too fast. Apparently, um, I may, uh, daylight savings may have thrown me off more than I had expected here. So, first of all, a Patch Tuesday recap. We've got to talk about SpaceX. Apparently, getting a lock bit note saying, We've got your schematics and we'll release them if you don't pay up, as well as another data breach from a cybersecurity company backup rubric. We'll talk about all of that this morning on the show. Patch Tuesday was a big day yesterday. A lot of patches, a lot of things going on. We'll get into that here in just a moment. But before we do, cyberhubpodcast.com, you can get all the latest. Please make sure to subscribe and find us on your favorite podcast listening platform. When you do, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. Share the show with your uh, colleagues, friends, whoever you think might find value in our program you sharing it this show has been grown organically since the day i started it nearly five years ago so very much welcome your uh, uh support there as well you can go to our website check out all the latest yesterday i released a brand new CISO talk podcast for those local to the atlanta area a good friend of our all of us uh here dean malice the CISO over at marta which is the public transportation system for the city of atlanta we had a great conversation around some of the ransomware impact as well as trying to manage a cybersecurity program that's under the public eye constantly, which Marta is. Um, so every board presentation for, for Dean is actually a public presentation and, and so forth. So he's got to be very mindful of how and what he shares with the board. A very interesting, interesting conversation. Go give it the 30 minutes of your time if you can. So stock podcasts you can find it on our YouTube channel or your favorite podcast listening platform. Without further ado, let's get into this morning's show. But before we do, we will power ourselves with a double espresso which will hopefully fix my uh, getting things wrong as of now. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. We'll kick off with Microsoft. It's March 2023 patch Tuesday, fixing two zero days and 83 separate flaws. Two actively exploited zero day vulnerabilities are now patched and need to be patched. Nine vulnerabilities were classified as critical since they allow remote code execution, denial of service, and elevation of privileges. Of the 83 different vulnerabilities, 21 had an elevation of privilege vulnerability, two had a security feature bypass vulnerability, 27 had a remote code execution vulnerability, 15 were information disclosure vulnerabilities, four were denial of service vulnerabilities, 10 spoofing vulnerabilities, and one edge chromium vulnerability. The count does not include 21 Microsoft Edge vulnerabilities that were fixed yesterday, and you can see those updates in the links in the show notes. I didn't talk about them yesterday, but I did uh, put them in the show notes this morning, so you can see them there as well. This month is patch Tuesday fixes two zero day vulnerabilities. One is CVE 2023-2339 or seven of Microsoft Outlook elevation of privilege vulnerability. We'll get to that here in a little bit as well. And the other one is CVE 2023-24880, a Windows smart screen security feature bypass vulnerability. This is an actively exploited zero day vulnerability in the Windows smart screen that can be used to create executables that bypass the Windows mark of the web security warning. An attacker can craft a malicious file that would evade mark of the web defenses, resulting in a limited loss of integrity and availability of security features such as protected view in office, which rely on the mark of the web tagging. The vulnerability was discovered by Google's tag team, who spotted it being exploited by the Magnabar ransomware operation. 
We'll get to the other zero day as well. Apple released their security update for GarageBand also for Mac OS at 10.4.8. Cisco released security updates for multiple products. Google released a security update for Android March 2023. Chrome OS and Google Chrome. Fortinet released a security update for the 40 OS bug that is actively exploited in attacks. SAP has released their March 2023 patch day updates. We'll talk about those here in just a moment. And Veeam also released security updates for an RCE flying the Veeam backup and replication engine. You can obviously see the entire list here in the links in the show notes. Adobe also had a patch Tuesday, but one of them had an exploitable zero-day vulnerability in the Adobe Cold Fusion web app development platform, which, if you all don't know what that is, software supply chain. Adobe's warning uh, was embedded in a critical severity level advisories that contain patches for the Cold Fusion versions 2021 and 2018. Adobe is aware that CVE 2023-26360 has been exploited in the wild in a very limited attack targeting Adobe Cold Fusion. The company didn't provide any additional detail. The company described the exploited vulnerability as a critical arbitrary file system read vulnerability with a CVSS-based score of 8.6. The Cold Fusion update also features a second critical bug with a CVSS score of 9.8 that could lead to code execution attacks. In all, Adobe released patches for a whopping 106 vulnerabilities yesterday in a wide range of products, some serious enough to expose both Windows and macOS users to remote code execution. Several of those include four documented vulnerabilities in Adobe Commerce, at least 18 flaws in the Adobe Experience Manager, five critical security defects affecting Adobe Illustrator, and 58 documented CVEs in Adobe Dimension. All of those were part of the whopping Adobe patch Tuesday. want to make sure that you get those products patched up quickly. SAP also released a security updates fixing five critical vulnerabilities in its environment. Those five are CVE 2023-25616, a critical severity with a CVSS score of 9er.9er. It's a code injection vulnerability in SAP business intelligence platform, allowing an attacker to access resources only available to privileged users. The flaw impacts versions 420 and 430. CVE 2023-23857, a critical severity, CVSS score of 9er.8. It's an information disclosure, data manipulation, and denial of service flaw impacting SAP NetWeaver AS for Java versions 7.50. The bug allows an unauthenticated attacker to perform unauthenticated operation by attaching to an open interface and accessing services via the directory API. CVE 2023-27269 or critical severity 9.6, a directory traversal problem impacting SAP NetWeaver application server for ABAP. The flaw allows a non-admin user to overwrite system files that affects version 700, 701, 702, 731, 740, 750, 751, 752, 753, 754, 755, 756, 757, and 791. CVE 2023-27500, critical severity 9.6. Also a directory traversal in the SAP NetWeaver AS for ABAP, an attacker could exploit it. Same versions as the ones before are impacted, excluding 7901. And CVE 2023-25617, a critical severity, Niner.0, command execution vulnerability in SAP uh, business objects, business intelligence platform, versions 420 and 430. Uh, SAP is asking everyone to patch those products now. Log, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Logbit is threatening to leak stolen SpaceX schematic. The ransomware group sent a message directly to Elon Musk on Twitter saying pay or the confidential SpaceX information goes up for grabs on the dark web. Now, we do know the source, the breach, which was a third 
party, a company by the name of Maximum Industry, which produces parts for some of the SpaceX projects. Lockbit has given Musk until March 20th to make the extortion payment, according to a recent post shared on Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk will help you sell your drawings to mother manufacturers, build a ship faster, and fly away, according to their note there. Uh, ransomware, according, and this can't be right, $34 million in adjusted losses. I, I just, I'm not buying that. So I'm thinking they mean $34 billion potentially, not million. So we'll get that. I just didn't have time to research it uh, before we started the show this morning. So we'll see what SpaceX does here and how Elon Musk, my, my bet is he's just going to tell him release it, tell his team, make better ones, and probably fire Maximum Industries. Now we'll go back to the first zero day being exploited by microsoft that is the outlook zero day being used by russian attackers since april of 2022 microsoft's latest patch in uh, patching the zero day vulnerability cve 2023-2339-7 which is being exploited by a hacking group linked to russia's military intelligence service gru to target european organizations the security vulnerability was exploited in attacks to target and breached the networks of fewer than 15 government military energy and transportation organizations between mid-April and December of last year. The hacking group tracked as APT28 or Fancy Bear sent malicious outlook notes and tasks to steal the NTLM hashes via NTLM negotiation requests by forcing the target devices to authenticate to an attacker-controlled SMB shares. The stolen credentials were used for lateral movement within the victim network and to change outlook, uh, outlook mailbox folder permissions, the, a tactic allowing uh, for email exfiltration for specific accounts. Microsoft ser- shared this info in a private threat analytics report seen by Bleeping Computer and available to customers with Microsoft 365 Defender, Defender for Business, or Defender for Endpoint Plan 2 subscriptions. The vulnerability was first reported by CERT UA in the Ukraine, and it's a critical outlook elevation of privilege, security flaw that's being exploitable without user interaction and low-complexity attacks. Now here comes the question. All of these different patches, this from yesterday to today, how do you start prioritizing? Zero days are your top priority because that's where every threat actor is going. And here, there is no right or wrong script, right? You got to patch everything, but I would patch zero days because that's what everyone is scanning for. That's what every threat actor and criminal is is scanning for is these zero days. Then I'd start going based on the urgency of the products that you need to patch. Meaning Adobe... If you can automate those patches, that's even better, where you can just have it auto-update and make sure it gets done. Same thing with some of the uh, other SaaS products within the Microsoft 365, like Outlook and and Excel and and all of that. But then all the rest, you definitely want to get your team together. You want to look at the effectiveness of the patches, the impact of the patch, and then start testing and patching as you go along. Our final story today, Rubrik is confirming a data theft in a go anywhere zero day attack. For those who don't know Rubrik, they're essentially a data backup and recovery company. They also offer disaster recovery solution. Um, Dev confirmed that their data was stolen using a zero day vulnerability in the Fortra Go Anywhere Secure File Transfer platform. In a statement from Rubrik CISO, uh, Michael um, Mestrovican, and I'm sorry for butchering your last name, Michael. The company disclosed that they were victims of a large-scale attack against Go Anywhere MFT devices worldwide using a zero-day vulnerability. Go Anywhere, which is a secure web file transfer solution. How about we get rid of secure there then? (laughs) That allows companies to transfer encrypted files with their uh, partners while keeping detailed audit logs of who accessed the files. 
rubric says the breach was contained in a non-production IT testing environment and no customer data was impacted. They detected unauthorized access to a limited amount of information in one of our non-production IT testing environments as a result of the Go Anywhere vulnerability. Importantly, based on our current investigation being conducted with the assistance of third-party forensics experts, the unauthorized access did not include any data they secure on behalf of the customers via any rubric products. So this is it seems to be just something very, very small. I love the disclosure, by the way, by the CISO over here uh, in terms of the statement. I read the full statement this morning, uh, not just the one here. And I felt like that was very, very transparent. It was very, uh, it seemed to be, uh, at least to me, very honest um, and keeping people up to date. And I think that's the right type of communication you want to have when you're going through an event, um, especially when people rely on you for your backups. The uh, Klopp ransomware gang is the one that's claimed responsibility for these attacks, telling Blueping Computer they breached 130 organizations to steal data over 10 days, busy 10 days for them, I guess then. The attacks occurred earlier this year, with Fortra disclosing in February that the vulnerability was being actively exploited and releasing a patch. Last week, the Klopp ransomware gang began emailing extortion demands to victims as they added them to their data leak site on Friday to apply leverage. One of the listed victims, Hatch Bank, already disclosed the data breach stating that the attacker stole customer names and social security numbers. Another victim, Community Health Systems, also disclosed that they were breached through the Go Anywhere vulnerability, but are not listed on the CLOP side. I've got a lot of questions around the encryption here. Um, if these files are transferred through encryption, then either the keys were part of it and they were able to, through the zero day, also get the keys so the data wasn't really encrypted. Yeah, it was encrypted in theory, but really it's not encrypted. Um the threat actors were able to get their uh, get their hands on it. So there's that. That's it for our show this morning. We're a bit over, and I apologize for that. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to check out the latest Sisu Talk. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Check out all the latest. I've seen all your comments, by the way, and I'll be replying there shortly after. Thank you to um, Avishai, Brent, Chandler, uh, Ben, Patrick, and everyone else tuning in, Joe, and everyone else tuning in. I really appreciate you all. Thanks for being part of the show. Most importantly, y'all, go patch your systems and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.